1: Hi, I'm Rain Wilson. And I'm James Gunn. You are tuning in, or clicking in, to Geekscape. Geekscape. Geekscape.
2: Hi Geekscapists, welcome back to the Geekscape couch for episode 106 of Geekscape. Your favorite movies, it's video not games and it is not 106.
3: Oh, 206. 200 Ooh. Somebody's been drinking early.
2: I quit. Um oh. thanks for the correction, guys. Uh, welcome to Geekscape episode 206, your favorite I tried to reset the odometer. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm like I, I, I'm like Cameron in the garage and oh. Ferris Bueller's day off. Like, can we just rewind a bit? Oh. Can we just go backwards? Uh, welcome to episode Can't 2. You blame me. Your dad hates me already. <laughs> welcome to episode 206 of geekscape your favorite movies video games and comic podcast where Can we talk about the latest news and reviews in the world of movies video games and comics and as i on my show notes i literally did write episode 106, 106. i'm a i'm still a bit uh frazzled from last week's uh comic uh WonderCon episode we had a crazy time in the booth that somebody on twitter described it as so the in the insanity of the Geekscape WonderCon episode, and I love those episodes, man. I love the the Comic Con episodes, the you know, WonderCon episodes. They're always
3: fun. The nice thing I like about, especially like the Comic Con and the WonderCon stuff, is like you get the round robin. So you mm-hmm. get a little taste of everybody's experience with stuff. You get to hear how everybody's having a good time. Are you jealous, We're a good time? Jason Ellis, that you weren't Wonder... able to be there? This is Jason Ellis, a longtime friend They've and done email uh, he friend. He was jealous. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, I
3: I, I got to admit, no, no please, Wally. No,
2: you, well, uh, this is Ryan Walton over here on the
3: left side. Thumb shark
2: it up. All right. Oh, no, there's a sh- thumb shark. Um, um, yeah. No,
3: I, I was really sad I couldn't make it, actually. I, I have been, you know, you guys all know I'm, I'm obscenely busy with work right now, but, you know, WonderCon looked like such a good time, and in retrospect, I, I have no choice. I have to go next year. I mean, I have to take the time off, because you guys... Looked like you had a great time. It looked like, what what looked like to me, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that with WonderCon, you had the fun of Comic-Con without the insanity of feeling like a sardine packed into, you know, you know, two square feet. There was still some sardine packing. Well, I think that's natural at any of these events. But, like, it looked like you just, it looked like almost a little more relaxed in that regard. It
4: is relaxed, but I do have to say, you can tell
3: WonderCon
4: is having a shift.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can yeah.
4: definitely tell, like, that this is...
3: It's starting to Comic-Con
4: had already sold out by the time WonderCon came around so it really felt like a lot of people were like I was going to go to San Diego but it was sold out so we came here and that is yeah
3: so the overflow is starting to happen yeah Yeah, well look I think that's you know listen as as comic books TV shows or as comic books video games etc become much more mainstream fodder especially in a you know in an entertainment world Mm -hmm. where we're all stealing ideas that have already been created and repurposing them for other mediums like you know you're going to see the shift Of WonderCon The same way Comic Con has Where everything's about The new TV show Based on the, the comic mm-hmm. book Or the film that's based On the comic book That was a TV show And you know Sort of these These dominoed You know mediums or Medias that have been Repurposed over and over right. again So
2: um, in did you read That GQ article The day the movies died No About uh, just How much Of this stuff Is going to be Based on other properties And how this summer We're going to have I mean he He yeah. reads it out loud The The it's it's alarming, but, you know, how many things are sequels of sequels of sequels or based on a property yeah. of this and that? Yeah. Uh, but really, like, the risk mitigation of Hollywood is something that uh, yeah.
3: is real. And yeah. I don't think it's going to be... I think it's going to be five years before we start to see original <coughs> projects come out again.
2: Well, we saw Sucker Punch, and you guys fucking shat on it, so I blame you for, you know... Enjoy your, enjoy your enjoy your Thor movie. No, you're right, you're right. What's original about it? Um no, you're you are you are right there too. It is it is geek by numbers and uh, and lacked the energy yeah. you would think from geek well, by and numbers. Speaking
3: of which, as we briefly mentioned, actually I'm gonna see if I can Oh no, no, we'll do it later. But I, somebody sent me a tweet that was like, Hey Totally read this article about Soccer Punch getting, you know, Soccer Punch mm-hmm. and, and some guy smacking down all the nerds for it. And I think you know yes. this guy. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's not so much smacking down the nerds
2: as hoping to wake up the nerds and be like, well, guys, a lot if of people took it the, the
4: way it was put. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of you people, know, people took, it it took it really well. And we haven't talked about it on the show yet. Roger Ebert <laughs> took it the way it was meant. Come to be on, pound
2: it. that shit. <laughs> All right, love it. Um, well, n- not only that, but w- when Diablo Cody writes you and says yeah. "God bless you," it makes me feel pretty good. Um, she's an atheist,
4: by the way, so I don't know. Oh no, <laughs> no, you're I, I right. No it, oh religious. no, she,
2: she. You're right. She didn't. She didn't say "God bless you." She just said. Bless you. So whatever uh, interpersonal
3: deities. Did you respond? How did you know I sneezed? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Instantrimshot.com. I'm not that smart, <laughs> Ellis. I'm not that smart. Yeah, make sure you yes, type I that
4: URL correctly yeah.
3: because you could. Have we'll noticed. do a little bar down here just to make everybody know. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Instantrimshot.com. I don't know. but That's funny. Yeah. No. Instantrimshot.com. Uh, Sadtrombone.com. It's just something com. that you. It's you literally you would. go to the site, you press a button, and it just does. <laughs> or, or the sound <laughs> I made earlier. <you're> <laughs> Like it's literally a flash button. The internet is a magnificent place.
2: (laughs) Keep in mind, uh, the power in your cell phone is the equivalent of the computer that sent people to the moon back in the '60s, and now we have instant rim Show. We've come a long way. We've come a long way. Well,
3: if if anybody saw, what was was the
4: quote I saw that I just was amazed by? I can't. I think
2: I butchered. I think I butchered Jimmy Fallon or Conan O'Brien
4: in. Was it, yeah, I think Connor it was one Brian. of those guys. Yeah. Uh, in 1969, NASA had the same power in their computers cell that you have in your cell phone. They sent a man to the moon. You send a bird into pigs <laughs> <laughs> You <laughs> sent <laughs> a bird into pigs uh, This is
2: it. off-camera mic guy. Off <laughs> mic guy. <laughs> Off mic guy is worth it. <laughs> there, there was a review podcast that did not like Geekscape. They, they, but these are guys who this only. Is, there, there's a podcast out there that reviews, reviews other podcasts. Other podcasts? <laughs> and already. I think I I only use this
3: word sparingly, but that's retarded. (laughs) I
2: I, I think I think making a uh, a podcast in itself is uh, if there was if we're pretty self centered. Let's be honest. This is all about us. No, if there were badges for loserdom, (laughs) (laughs) I think having a podcast gets you a badge, and then having a podcast that lasts two hundred six episodes gives you stars on the badge. Doing a podcast about podcasts.
4: That got us our purple uh, heart. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I got to be honest, like, that's pretty pathetic. <laughs>
3: that's pretty sad.
4: What's great, though, is the guy starts the review. He's like, well, I'm not a geek, but here we go. Oh, uh, <laughs> God.
2: I have no idea what these people, be- yeah. he's like, "These." I wanted to get news from this podcast.
4: You're not getting You're not shit. Getting shit. <laughs> You're not getting shit. Let me news tell you shit. something, you want news,
3: there are better places. There are better places.
4: He yeah. yeah. described Jonathan, he-, he had really nice things to yeah. say about Jonathan. <laughs>
3: Not me so much. He'd be the only person who has nice things to say about John. Not me so much. She didn't like me. Well, nobody does. I love you. It's
2: okay. To let you guys know just how uh, sad I think doing a podcast about podcasts is don't even remember the name. <laughs> I don't.
3: And on that uh, note, let's dive in.
2: <laughs> so, guys, uh, let's review a movie. This weekend, we had tons of opening up. We had Hannah. We had. Uh,
4: Arthur. Arthur. Arthur.
2: Super. Su- uh, super went into Super. super, yeah, super. Was last week It so, but so but
3: limited
4: yeah. that we're talking about stories. Um, I
2: chose because I love this movie and have loved it for months. Uh, I chose to go see Your Highness with my brother Paul. Um, it is the perfect movie for two brothers to go see. It is a fantasy movie in which Danny McBride and James Franco play brothers, uh, princes of a kingdom in a fantasy world where dragons and and myth- mythical beasts exist, and it's literally like a d and d world. A man is defined by his successful quests that he has accomplished, and Danny McBride is the kind of loser, lackluster uh, stoner brother of James Franco, who is the beloved prince of a kingdom. He is returning from this fantastic quest. Isn't James Franco's character's name something really like Fabius or something? Yeah, it's Fabius. It's Fabius and Thaddeus. Fabius and Thaddeus. And so, you start out with Danny McBride, and he's always in trouble. He's always uh, disgracing the king's name. Um, and people are hoping that one day he'll get become something um and uh thaddeus right yeah F- fabius fabius comes yeah. home from the successful quest he's got a minotaur head or a, a cyclops head and a new bride who he's rescued from a castle played by um zoe Deschan- deschanel yeah. and he's going to wed her and the kingdom is so proud but on their wedding day his best man Danny mcbride has uh gone and got stoned with a bunch of bridge trolls (laughs) (laughs) isn't at the wedding and and it's almost for the better because uh this evil wizard who james franco had stolen zoe deschanel from uh comes and abducts her to put her back in the big tower because when the moons align he can have sex with her and give birth to a dragon with which he will rule the land forever, right? That's that, that, the is, father that, and son that, team we've all the way I you'll look at me to check if I can the The best is that uh, uh, this night, this ritual of <sighs> impregnating <sighs> this woman, impregnating yeah. this virgin to, uh, <laughs> to bring about... So can you imagine, can you it's, you it's, imagine it's, the scripting
3: part of this oh, story? Like somebody oh, sitting around and no, they're no. like... well, on, hold on. It's awesome. I got
2: it. What if she gives birth to a, dragon. to a dragon. Oh my god! This, I have the a the, about the, how the ceremony, started. what's the ceremony I, called? Oh.
4: The, the fuckinging. <laughs> this
2: movie is fucking hilarious. It is probably oh one god. of the. Uh, it's directed by someone I love, um, David Gordon Green. No. I, mean, I love David Gordon Green. Uh, they did Pineapple Express. Mm. Um, don't expect anything higher brow than what did you he got gotten Did do t-
4: like a really high brow movie? He
2: did tons of them. Yeah, he did Undertow. He did Snow Angels.
4: Yeah, he did George really
2: Washington. Then, that's the he one. He did yeah, a George ton Washington. of great movies.
3: This is also a great <laughs> movie, <laughs> just in a different direction. Well, it's like Kevin Smith finding a new niche. Like yeah. at some point, you shift gears. There's nothing wrong. I with mean, that. I love, I love
2: Eastbound and Down. It's like he's David part. He, he does a ton of Eastbound and Down. Yeah, right. And, like, like, Dude, I, I love David Gordon
4: oh my god this movie what if so, they get stoned with okay, a giant worm so, 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 holy shit so as, so, so as if story <laughs> is, is as if as if
2: story is important in this film they have to go on a quest to rescue zoe deschanel from this evil wizard played by the the, the evil wizard is played by uh, yeah, uh justin thoreau yeah and justin thoreau is fucking hilarious yeah and they go on this quest they meet Matt Natalie portman along it and she's a warrior who has her own quest And guys, it literally feels like you are sitting around, I don't know what it's like being stoned, you guys know that, but sitting around stoned playing D&D with your friends and just making up dick jokes the whole time. (laughs) That is this
4: film, right? I I have a theory about how this movie came about. Did you guys watch Freaks and Geeks? Sure. On the very final episode of that, James Franco ends up with the geeks playing D&D. Like that's oh, that. Oh yeah. that They played this is, movie. They played they through making, this movie. When they were making Pineapple Express, I think he went to David Gordon Green. Goes, you know, I picked up this game uh, <laughs> on my old show that I really love, and now I'm a dungeon master. Uh, so why don't you come over and play? And th- my, I, my, my, my thought is, James Franco gets really baked. When he's dungeon mastering uh, and this is the quest they went on one time
2: james franco and <laughs> in, 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 it has so much fun with the whole fantasy convention uh james franco has the a ha- character I, i'm gonna host the show if you don't mind no you're not <laughs> <laughs> no
4: off camera guys taking hey,
2: hey, over hey, hey shut your face!
3: <laughs> shut your damn awful face if I'm, going to be inter-
2: if I'm going to be interrupted every All other right. word, I can always just bring back... No, I, I can't whoa, even whoa, finish whoa, that. Whoa, whoa. I, I won't threaten you, audience. Anyway. anyway. You're my friend. We have a contract. Mm, do we? Do <laughs> uh, anyway. Yes. Mocking, they meet, mocking the they convention. meet many mythical beasts. It is the best film use of a minotaur ever. Uh, they do uh, meet this little wizard who is a total stoner, and whenever he inhales, his head
3: bubbles. <laughs> <Kids>. <laughs> That's
4: where you got that. Oh That's my where God. I got it. You've been quoting this movie I've for been months, quoting and nobody's this movie seen it. Can, can
3: I Ask a question. Why am I here?
2: <laughs> no, you listen, Nellis. You got to see this
5: movie. <laughs> 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 Forbidden secret games. Oh my God.
2: I've been uh, quoting this movie for months, waiting for you guys to watch it. Last week at WonderCon, every other word out of my, every other phrase out of my mouth was. Bring on the fucking ing. I mean, I love this movie. It is not a very good movie. But <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah. Um, Laura, about halfway through the movie, was like, okay, does this get less crazy? And I go, <laughs> nope. Nope. This movie's perfect. Paul and I are laughing our asses off the entire time. It's nothing but dick jokes and wizards and shit like that. How is that not a perfect movie? Okay? How is that not a perfect movie? Hard to argue. It, the movie was made for us. We are dummies who love fantasy. Okay? But I don't want to spoil stuff like The Wizard. I don't want to spoil the funny wizard. I don't want to spoil the minotaur. I don't want to spoil all the funny shit that happens in this film. Uh, Go see it. It's okay if you're like, eh, on the fence to Netflix the film. The effects aren't going to sell it. It's okay to watch this movie on DVD once you get to it. Who's, um, who still it's also DVDs. okay to
4: watch this movie very stoned. <laughs>
2: you can, but you I'm know taking what? my church group. You go, with like, your, go with like your <laughs> go with like your go with like your silliest friends uh, to a <laughs> yeah. matinee of this movie, and you're gonna have a fucking that's, good time. That's so. you guys. That's it. That's <laughs> it, right? That's it. Oh, so. to your church group. Pop brownies. Don't smoke. Just pop brownies. Right. It, the movie's hilarious. Fantastic your highness um that shit's going on my dvd blu-ray collection right there
4: really briefly arthur one sentence did you like it great date movie very much by the book romantic comedy who Um, did you bring i went (laughs) both oh (laughs) Oh, shit oh jesus
2: that exchange oh i gotta tell you that's on tape that that exchange that we just experienced here together geekscape (laughs) geekscape If you are a podcast reviewing podcast,
3: yeah, right here, Geekscape, fantastic. All we gotta say, fantastic date movie, we go by ourselves. Um, I so, I but, but,
2: but, I but, but but it. but oh! Ah, I, I, went, bet I, girl, I bet that pretty oh. girl. I like and her boyfriend really
3: enjoyed it. <laughs> and, and, and it was and it, and it was enjoyable. It was. <laughs> Walt is turning well. a shade of red that can only be described as apple. Probably delicious. <laughs> I'm glad Guys, so uh, hard. I'm forgetting to breathe. If, yeah. if off-camera, mic,
2: guy, uh, there's suddenly a popping sound from over there, and we're hit with blood <laughs> and brains. <laughs> just keep rolling. Uh, just keep watching. Yeah. Well, uh, the the, so. the funniest thing is When you said I went by myself I don't picture you alone <laughs> I picture you a few rows back Staring daggers at the back of a dude's head With like a blonde next to him he's just like Walton's just sitting there going What? But you enjoy it.
4: it It's fun It's actually a very sweet movie It's almost more a sweet movie About uh, having uh, Figuring out your relationship with your mother Oh okay uh, Because Helen Mirren's a replacement mother for him And he's coming to terms with the fact that I don't want to give away too okay. much. But, but well, it's a he, remake of the original Arthur, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it does some new shit. It does some new okay. shit. I don't remember the. the it's
2: a critical <laughs> phrase. Does some new shit? Yeah, there's
4: <laughs> some new shit. Geekscape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It's th- not th- the same as the a, Dudley Moore version. Al- Alan yeah. Mirren's amazing. Okay. Um, so it, Netflix it, definitely. Okay. Uh, and if you have a chick in your life, go take her.
2: Okay. I, I wanted to see... It. I am that chick in your life.
4: Moving on. I wanted, <laughs> to, <laughs> I, I, I wanted
2: to see it. Uh, the other movie I really wanted to see that didn't get a chance to before the taping of this, I'll probably see it later this week, is Hannah. Oh, yeah. I got to see this action yeah. movie. The I trailer looks great. trailer looks awesome. Not only did the trailer yeah. look awesome, uh, our good friend Brian Walton, also known as Off-Camera Mike Guy, and Heidi High Five Hilliker, um, our, High five. Our, our MVP correspondent, <laughs> Uh, last weekend at WonderCon, they got a chance to talk to the director Joe Wright and the star. Saoirse Ronan.
4: Mm-hmm. Sersha Saoirse. Saoirse.
1: Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse like inertia. That's what. The okay, VR Saoirse right like uh, inertia. Saoirse Ronan. Actually, <laughs>
2: they got a chance to talk to Joe Wright and Sersha Ronan about putting the movie together. And what's really awesome, Heidi Hilliker and Sersha Ronan had, had like a bo- had a moment. You guys are going to see it in this interview. We're going to run it right now. Uh, Maybe next week we'll tell you guys what Hannah is all about, but here is an interview with the director and the
5: star.
4: So uh, we're here with Joe Wright, director of uh, Atonement, uh, Pride and Prejudice, and you're here about Hannah.
5: Yes, I am indeed.
4: That uh, Hannah is a very different movie from what you've done. uh, Have you seen it? uh, I I saw some previews. Okay. uh, Damn, I hate when people call you on that in an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> well, it's weird. You know, people kind of congratulate you on a film they've never seen before. It's odd.
4: Well, I'm congratulating you on the fact I'm excited no. for it.
5: okay, good. No, that's good, that's good, that's good, excitement. that's good. Sometimes in Hollywood people literally say to you, congratulations on your film, and you say, have you seen it? And they say, no, but the buzz is great. No. Like you're being congratulated on Buzz. That's just weird.
4: Oh, no, I'm congratulating you on because it, it looks badass. Okay, good,
5: good. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm not one to refute congratulations when they're given.
4: Uh, when ramping up a movie that's so different from your previous body of work, uh, did, what kind of references did you look at? What, what did you really start to get in your head that, that, that this is what I want to achieve?
5: Uh, I wanted to make a film that was very entertaining and kind of uh, thumping. Uh, and yet um, could be taken on lots of levels. could be kind of thought about on the level of, of a action entertainment story and also could be thought about on maybe more philosophical or social issue levels.
4: Uh, you you no, say? Not put you off. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, get, we're we're in, we're an intelligent bunch. Uh, yeah.
5: No, well that's the, that's one would hope so. Yeah. And that's exciting. You know, it was really exciting to do that that kind of thing. Whatever we did, interview with all those. 3, they call them panels. People. That panel with all three thousand people. You
4: sound you you make it sound so much sexier than it is with your accent. Uh, panel.
5: A panel. A panel. Someone. learn an English accent. That's easy. But then
4: I just look like an ass.
5: You said us, That was like an English accent. Uh,
4: yeah. I, was trying.
5: Okay, it was good.
4: <laughs> um, speaking of thumping, uh, the Chemical yeah. Brothers. Oh, good. Yes. Uh, um, how did that happen? How did you get the Chemical? What made you want them on doing a, a score <laughs> or soundtrack?
5: Because um, I've known them a long time. Okay. Um, I, uh, I used to. Um, I first saw them at uh, their very first London gig in 1992. Uh, they played in a club called Ra above a shoe shop in north London, and I was there and there was um and and it was an amazing night and uh And I kind of have been a bit of a groupie to them ever since so when I had the opportunity to work with them in in this movie and really play with the sound in this film, I think that the sound is one of the elements of the film i 'm most excited by and uh and having the opportunity to work with them on the soundtrack and and really create something very different was uh, was a joy cool.
4: mm. uh there's one non-handed question i kind of gotta ask uh you did pride and prejudice which was gorgeous we we all loved it pride and prejudice and zombies is currently without a director maybe with if you're branching out
5: combine the two well have you seen work. the book the, no, the I haven't. No, a book I haven't. series pride and prejudice right, and zombies right right, right. and no the, i haven't and um i kind of feel like i've done pride yeah. and prejudice okay. do you know what i mean you can't live in in, in, in Pride and Prejudice land forever, really.
4: Well, don't tell that to all the women that want to.
5: Yeah, but even for them, they'd probably get quite bored. It was quite, you know, constricting uh, a time for women. I mean, it wasn't a great time for women. All they could do is sit around and crochet. I mean, it's fucking boring, really, you know.
4: Crochet or write a book?
5: Write a book. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> Writing like, books with, is exciting. Oh, I'll write a book about crocheting. That's, a lot of them did that. You haven't read them because they weren't published, but a lot of books were written about crochet there at the time. There are a lot of crocheting books just yep. up on shelves. Exactly. Never read. Uh, uh,
4: is there a genre project in you? Do you think you'd like to branch into the, some of the sci-fi? Um,
5: I don't really understand the whole idea of genre, really. I, I kind of it confuses me. Uh, so I've never really... Um, I've never really considered myself a genre director. In fact, I quite like to work outside of genre. And, and uh, yeah, I don't like to be pigeonholed.
0: I love your shirt. i <laughs> you very much. It's Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, also, I'm also sporting my Wonder Woman.
6: Oh, nice. That's It's what you do at well, a comic like book convention. I know. Well, <laughs> to be honest, whenever I go to a comic, comic <laughs> convention, I feel, well, comic convention, I feel underdressed. So I thought I'd glam it up a little bit, at least wear some... Some glitter.
0: Yeah, I like it. It's kind of armor, you know. It fits right in.
6: Yeah, it does. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Um, so Hannah is your film that's coming out yes. and it is um it's kind of an action based film. I think from the previews it seems like there's a much deeper story going on as well. Can you give our viewers a brief um synopsis of what they can expect?
6: Wow. Um you will not know what to expect to be honest Um like there's plenty of going on in this film it's a bit of a roller coaster um from the trailers yes it pro- probably does seem like an action film but it's also a completely messed up fairy tale um and i like that i'm even when i come away from it i'm com- i'm a bit confused by what it actually is um and i think that really mirrors who Hannah is as a character. You're always trying to figure her out and understand her. Um, so I don't really know what to tell you. I think you, I do think you should go see the film, honestly, um, because it's cool and it it's deep. And um, I certainly came away with a sense of impairment that's good. yeah. yeah. it sounds like um,
0: well, it sounds very real because you're saying that there's like a lot of layers and it's um, you know, a deeper kind of a story. So I think that that's something that is lacking a lot in action-type films.:
6: Definitely. I feel like the emotion from every single character in this film is very true. Um, granted, we are in this very surreal world, um, and it's quite magical and a bit wacky. But I love that, and the, the roots are, are true, you know, and the heart is true, I guess.
0: Uh, how much training did you do to prepare for this, and what type of uh, training did you do?
6: Well, I trained for a couple of months before we started shooting, um, and I worked out like two hours a day in the gym, which I had never done before, and suddenly, it it was a bit for the first week, I felt like I was going to fall apart, like my arm was just going to fall off all of a sudden, but it didn't, um, and I kept going and pushed myself, and I had a trainer who pushed me as well, and yeah, I did martial arts and stick fighting and weapons training, and yeah.
0: That's really (laughs) fun.
6: Yeah, lots of skills I learned on the I mean, you
0: can keep those, you know, for the rest of your life.
6: You kind of can, yeah. I mean I haven't done it in a few months now, but I'd imagine if I got back into it it would be like I was never really away. Yeah. I hope.
0: <laughs> How was it working with Joe again?
6: It was great to work with Joe again. <laughs> um, it's been about four and a half years since we worked together.
0: So for you that's like a big that's a big amount of time in your life to pass. Do you feel like you, you've grown a lot since then, since Atonement?
6: Completely. Um I feel like I've definitely evolved, as Joe puts it. Um, I mean, I was 15 when we started Hannah, and I actually turned 16 when we made the film. So that was a big block of my life, and uh, he certainly saw a difference in me as well.
3: Now we're back. Oh, now we're back. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, uh,
2: that was the star and director of Hannah from WonderCon uh, last weekend. Um, What's also good is this movie that is currently playing in theaters. I have been telling you guys for the last couple of weeks about how affected I was by Super, James Gunn Super with Ryan Wilson. Mm-hmm. Finally, Walton got a chance to see it. Oh, yeah. And I got this text from Walton
3: saying just how uh,
2: emotionally, emotionally
3: rigorous draining. the movie it is. Well, what was it on Facebook you said? If you have plans on Saturday night, go cancel them and then go yeah. see this. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: If, you, um, if, if you like just good character movies and... Like, you want to see somebody get just get put through the ringer and put and, through the paces. And if you may or may not like superhero way, things, yeah. although although you're right, the, the character don't need in it. You to be it, into superhero yeah. movies. Yeah. This is the movie I would take my, my friends that don't like superhero movies, which there are very few. Uh, but this is like, I would show, <laughs> like, this is what our genre is capable of. Stop shitting on it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's an amazing amazing feat that they, that they made James Gunn wrote an amazing movie It's a
2: challenging movie And we were talking yeah. about And I, I said this earlier Maybe a week or two ago on the show About how halfway through the movie You still don't see all these things Coalescing into something that Is as powerful as I'm selling it as And halfway through the movie You've, you've seen some funny stuff You've seen some sad stuff You've seen some weird stuff And the movie still feels like It's coming together But how could it possibly Reach the heights to which Jonathan has been lotting this film And it does. Yeah, it
4: doesn't, you, I really didn't even feel like I knew what I was watching until the last act. And And it was an amazing experience when it just kind of dawned on you, like, all right, this has just been this guy's journey into becoming a better human being.
2: Jonathan's a liar. I hate him. He told, he oversold this movie. And then, ah, that fucking
4: last act. That last act is just brutal and such a good
2: payoff. All right, right. so so you got to see this movie I'm now. You got to see this movie. Guys, I'll be
4: playing in LA one more week. If you're
2: watching Geekscape, this movie is rolling across the country. It hits Philly this coming weekend, I believe. Uh, you got to see this movie. Knowing that Super is only playing LA one more week, I'm taking Laura. I gotta take her. I gotta take her on Thursday, right. her day off. Yeah. I got I gotta take her to see this movie in Don't this hear you off theater. Me to take me. Well, you no, work, no, no. you're working on Thursday. Yeah,
3: but but you're my girl. <laughs> And now I feel like you're bending me <laughs>
2: The movie is incredible pain, I feel. Um, And you know what? We gotta talk about another interview You guys know that uh, we got to interview them in South by Southwest I love the movie so much that I said, you know what? Whatever additional promotion we can do Let's get Brian Walton, our man on the street To talk to Rain Wilson and James Gunn at WonderCon He got a chance to talk to the two of them Let's roll that interview for you guys right now Because you know what? Here on Geekscape, we pack it tight Hey guys,
4: we're here with James Gunn and Rain Wilson. Uh, Super came out this weekend,
7: Uh, you guys excited? Uh, Yeah, I think we're excited, you know, we've been all over the place, you know, showing people the movie and people's reactions have been extremely intense.
1: Uh, And so it's it's been a great experience so far. Yeah, I'm thrilled, it's fantastic, it's been a lot of work up to this point. And uh, audiences, everywhere I go, audiences are loving this movie, especially my geeks. And the freaks, and the oddballs, and the, and the rebels, and loners, and weirdos.
4: So, uh, uh Geekscape, of course. We love you guys. Uh, actually, uh, Jonathan saw the movie, and uh, he had a lot of great things to say about it. And uh, he said, You guys just don't flinch. Uh, you, you guys like there's a point in the movie where it just keeps going with reality, unlike some other superhero movies, like just kind of. Go off in, in a flights of fancy. Uh, when you were writing it and when you were acting in it, uh, was that at the forefront of your mind? Just keeping like the that kind of psychology real.
7: Well, yeah. I mean, I think we wanted to keep the movie real, but we also knew that from the beginning, Super is a movie of extremes. It's you know has extreme moments of drama, of comedy, of darkness, of violence, of brutality, and we didn't want to you know stop it halfway. We wanted to go all the way with it. So yeah, we don't flinch throughout the whole movie.
1: And that's one of the things I love about it, what James did so bravely in writing it, is that it just veers from one world to another. And there's a moment when I'm crying, I'm in tears, and the next moment the finger of God is touching my brain. Then I'm getting raped by Ellen Page, and then I'm bashing a guy in the face, and then there's a sweet love scene with me and Liv Tyler. Like it, it's, it's all in one world, and it's, uh, it's pretty magical.
4: So you just did the fall of Dino Woman uh, that just launched last week. And might I say you looked fabulous. Thank uh, you. <laughs> uh, Can we look forward to maybe seeing more of that?
1: I think a Dino Woman feature film is in the works uh, <laughs> right now. What do you say, James?
7: Uh, we, we'll talk about that maybe
1: in a minute. That's yeah. a yes. That's a yes.
7: <laughs> do
4: you guys want to work together again? Definitely. Uh, yeah.
7: I would work with Rain anytime, anywhere, any place. Yeah, me That's too. The absolute, I the same. too, I feel the same know. way. I, would, I love working with James. In fact, we had a magic, I mean, our cast on this was just amazing. Ellen Page, Kevin Bacon, Liv Tyler, Nathan Fillion, everybody, you know, it, it's a boring thing to say because people say it all the time, and I think half the time, I've lied in the past, but I really have loved this, uh, I love this
1: cast. It's and amazing would, how it fell together, and it fell together because everyone read the script, everyone met James, and they just, They loved it, and they wanted to be part of something really, truly unique. And the amazing thing that a lot
7: of people don't know about this cast and doing the movie is that we did this movie for a very, very low budget, and everybody on the film worked on it for scale. So these are people that are getting paid millions of dollars. Rain makes $3.5 million per episode on The Office. And yet he comes in, and he does this (laughs) for nothing.
1: Yeah, indeed. So that was
2: our... Ace reporter Brian Walton on the scene talking to Come in, James next, Gunn the and Rainn Wilson. Wall. i got to
4: tell you guys something that happened off camera after that ended. Uh,
3: <laughs> they beat you off.
4: No. no. Okay. Uh, we,
3: I can never send these to my parents. Somebody who
4: wasn't associated with... We've been goofing around. Are your parents with,
3: watching right now? No, I hope not.
4: <laughs> we've been goofing around all day. The press lines, you get to know each other. You get to talk. You see them room to room. And somebody that we had talked to looked over and goes, Dude, that looked like James Gunn was in the middle of a Rain Wilson sandwich. <laughs> Oh shit! Cause, yeah, because I look just enough like him. Yeah. Like it's it's it similarities where it's the glasses, I think. But it was actually a little funny. People were laughing, and Rainn Wilson was just like, "No, it didn't." Fantastic,
2: Wally, yeah. you're my guy. You're my guy. What the hell? He just got that <laughs> now, I got I to tell you, hell? Jason. Jason, I'm your girl, but Wally has just been so MVP for
3: Geekscape, I know, Hasn't but he? I am so sad because you don't love me anymore. No, listen. Truth be told, this is the man right here. He gets the, his shit done. It, not it, not and, let, and let us, let us yeah. just, just let's compliment you for a moment. Okay. Shit gets done. You work hard. You get the interviews that count, and people love you. And here's the thing. I've heard that. In Outside the, of this room, in the most emotional
2: moments of uh, guys, in, in the most emotional <laughs> in the most emotional moments of Super, I can't help but be like, because really, like his and I go, I I just couldn't think stop thinking about Wally, Wally in this movie, Dude, like, that no like, no no The, you the have scene no where idea. he's praying,
4: there are so many scenes. It's so in that emotional, and I like, said, I
2: hope oh, Wally doesn't gosh. always feel. I hope Wally doesn't feel like this, but you know what? We all do. We yeah. all do.
4: I, I I related so much to that character. That's another reason why it was an emotional ringer for me because I'm just like, wow, this is really like we all feel like that. We all do.
2: But Wally, you always do.
4: No, no. I'm kidding. I'm
2: kidding. (laughs) Wally's got to be Crimson
3: Bolt at San Diego. Yeah, nice. You got and and we got to have Heidi Heidi Hilliker be Bolty. So the last day. So the last day it's in LA is next Saturday or next Sunday. Next Friday. Next Friday. Next Thursday. Thursday.
4: Thursday. I got to go on Thursday. Got
3: it. So Um, okay, done. Green Lantern
2: footage. Done. I finally got to see the Green Lantern footage that everyone but me at WonderCon saw.
4: Hey, you got a t-shirt from the footage.
2: I did get a t-shirt from the footage. Which you're not wearing. Which I'm not wearing. Yeah, But
3: the footage is what we wanted to see.
4: This yeah, Green Lantern exactly. footage
2: gave
3: me chills. Well, look, you know, the one thing I, I remember, and the same thing that just happened with uh, the Wonder Woman costume, you know, we all looked at the Green Lantern costume and thought, ah, I don't know. Cause it was that sort of spray painted on mask you look back in the archives we had a whole conversation yeah. about this about a hundred episodes ago where i was like i Episode don't know something like that <laughs> but it's like the costuming was a little veiny i don't know but when you look at this footage man it's spot on it's perfect yeah. you get the sense that ryan reynolds was perfect casting there's a little bit of cheese with a lot of seriousness which is exactly what the character calls for abin looks good sinestro looks good you know i mean you know, hell, if you look at the shots where they're showing all the lanterns, even the detail on like guys like Sten, which are not gonna be major characters, mm-hmm. look who's, great.
4: Who's the actor that's playing Sinestro? Um, um Mark, Mark Strong if he was his, his voice. name.
3: Yeah, is phenomenal.
4: Like him the uh, yeah. uh, addressing. You the, love yeah, Mark Strong. Lanterns. Yeah.
2: He was in Kick Ass, he was uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. was in, uh, oh, he, in he was he's in, all, all in uh the Sherlock Matthew Holmes
3: Yeah. Matthew Vaughn, yeah. 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 And um oh hell, I'm blanking on his name. Um uh, Jeffrey Professor, Wright? No, Professor Hammond um, Yes, uh, Peter Skarsgård uh, Peter Skarsgård looks great too I mean that's a hell of a makeup job they're doing What
2: well, we didn't see, Tim Robbins uh, Hector Hammond's father Tim know. Robbins plays Hector Hammond's father We have not seen him Interesting. yet Interesting Yeah, huh. we didn't see him But you know what, this I footage was awesome Was there anything in the footage at WonderCon That we didn't see in this four minute trailer? Yes What? Did, what is it? Um,
4: we, uh, You get a little hint of it in the footage that they released But Parallax is... The major baddie. Yeah. Hector Hammond is, is this, like a side baddie, but it's all integrated into it's the story. But Parallax is actually the uh they, they've done a great job of teeing it up. And you actually, uh, we got to see Abin Sur uh, fighting against Parallax. Yeah. And this is the first time where you've always just been like, okay, Abin Sur, he's the guy that died and gave Hal Jordan yeah. the ring. <laughs> but you see this fight and you're like, Fuck Avenger's a badass. <laughs> he's a badass, yeah. <laughs> like Tamara yeah.
2: Morrisonson, a- he's gotta be a badass. Yeah, so he played, yes. ja- he played Django Fett. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so it, it, it's really impressive. Uh the the opening that's the first thing they saw. They and then the the oath was in the footage you guys yeah. Saw. Yeah, the, yeah, oath, is
3: in the I, oath is great. Yeah, because he does this great thing where he holds the, the ring up and he's like, I pledge allegiance to the Lantern uh, for liberty and justice for all. And the Lantern's like, good enough. And <laughs> well, the Lantern sort of smacks yeah. him. And I love that, like, if you look at the detail of the trailer, I, it took me a couple of times to watch to see. Like, you see his eyes yeah, the start pupils. to form into green lanterns. And yeah. it's cool.
4: It, it's amazing. And yeah. Jeffrey, I'm really happy with Jeffrey Rush. Yes. Uh, he's yeah. so great. Yeah, as Tomar Ray, right? Yeah. Uh, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Kilowog um, looks good. I still... Kilowog
2: was the make or break for me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta see. Cool. A cool yeah. Kilowog. How do we
3: feel about uh, uh, Blake Lively, Carol Ferris? You don't see the
2: footage. No. Did I, see yeah, the footage I
3: was... no, but she was so, so sweet in the
4: panel. And you're just like, oh And she's so psyched to play Star Sapphire. That's what she really wanted to get across to everybody. She's like, I can't wait to play Star Sapphire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: sneeze, sometimes. my bad. Her,
4: her one side note was... With a little bit more material, please, and then tire crop boot. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. she's she really wants to get into that, yeah. And apparently, I would love they, to see her in discussions that discussions. That's it, that's the direction it's going. We're gonna get to see oh, it a good. little bit. Well, and hopefully, then, the Justice uh, League yeah.
3: film won't bork that, and we'll all be happy
4: well, punching the the League film, Yeah, at the panel, uh, the question got asked to Ryan Reynolds You were talked about playing the Flash, any chance of that still happening? They and he's like. Well, I can't. I mean, I've kind of reached my limit. If I play any more, the other yeah. actors are going to come kick my ass. Yeah. yeah. And they asked him, well, who do you want to see play? And he, I hadn't really thought about that. And he says, I want to see Bradley Cooper. Oh, that's a perfect cast. And I'm just like, that is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and hopefully, now, I hate fan movements. So I hope hopefully, a fan movement doesn't start. Because I think they actually hurt more than they help. Yeah. Uh, but Although they
2: I, may have saved uh, Fringe. With the whole mailing it, in. It may have helped, yeah. Mailing in the Twizzlers or whatever it is. Twizzlers?
4: Well, mail-ins yeah. work. Yeah, okay. But I don't nah, think, like, Twitter yeah. hashtags. Oh, right. yeah. Twitter true. hashtags don't, Did, don't. You didn't don't. hear well,
2: that so-and-so got cat. Never mind.
4: I actually, um, you know, what's funny is we now have a friend on Geekscape. She's a Geekscapist now. We can call her that. Uh, Bria Grant actually yeah. dressed up as Cassie Hack for um, uh, for Halloween last year. And she loves Cassie Hack
2: i'm changing camps <laughs> i'm changing camps so you hear that uh, sex car he's changing camps no more I'm alice sorry, Scagliotti. sex car like, I'm like fuck, fuck that guy um, uh, actually
4: but, yeah. yeah bradley cooper would be an awesome yeah.
2: variant. we just mentioned fringe uh a show that was on the bubble yeah and i guess fans have given it a new season the other shows that got new seasons possibly new fifth seasons is that right how many or new seasons were not there's no way this is a fifth season
3: a third season, is V and Human Target. They're Well, These are the two that are, like, really yeah. on the bubble. So V is is totally uncertain. And Human Target, I'm going to go ahead and hedge a bet that it's probably not coming back next okay. yeah. I get the feeling that... Do you watch these shows? I don't watch V. I have found that the remake is boring and, frankly, I, I <laughs> silly. <laughs> I like Human Target. Human Target is a great show for me because I think Human Target is exactly what it's supposed to be. It's a 44 minute action movie every week. That's cool. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. But the budget may be a big part of this? I think the budget might be a part of it. I think you're talking to some folks who are, you know, fairly big name actors and, you know, they're expensive. I mean, Chewie McBride, after a while, gets, you know, after doing a number of shows, he gets pricey. Right. Um, I think that, that that one. Jackie Haley. I mean... Yeah, yeah, I mean, truthfully, and, you know, plus they beefed up the cast this year. Okay. So I'm gonna bet it's not gonna be around, but I would love to see it get a third season. The problem is, if it ends up revamping itself again for the third season, there's no way it would stick around beyond that.
4: I think a big, um, Fushna, actually, uh, the, the article, he wrote a nice little blog entry about yeah. his experience with WonderCon, and that's gonna go up uh, tomorrow, Monday, Yeah. well... It went up a couple days ago. Um, As of the taping, it's not yeah, up. It'll be up by yeah. the time you watch this. Um, so, but he actually went to the human target panel and he got he he writes and, I, and yeah. it's a valid point. He he got a little disappointed because the panel turned into save our show. Oh yeah. no! Um, well, and You got to like, do what you got to do. You could kind of tell that WonderCon is the first stop in the save our show save our, save tour. our short tour. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, look, there's mm. a couple other shows that could benefit mm. from that. I mean, Chuck is again on the bubble. Me. I
4: don't want to see Chuck come back.
3: I, whoa, whoa, hey. I'll be honest. Why I'm you with, that? I'm with
5: Wally. I, I think it's Jump the Shark. Okay. I, I think He's it's, a uh,
4: good, solid agent now. Yeah. I mean, end it with them getting married, but I don't want to see Chuck trying to be a dad.
5: Mm.
2: Uh,
4: I don't want to see... The turn. Uh, yeah. If they're going to marry off the two main characters, and if you haven't been watching this season... That's the end. Uh, then, then that's the end. That should be... Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a book okay. It's
3: a nice yeah. bookend. I, I agree. Look, I, I think that
4: the What if it's a
2: wedding from Dynasty? where like people come in and shoot
3: up the place yeah who, who did shoot jr yeah. um look yeah. i think that that, that chuck is a oh, yeah that was i, I don't know yeah. shit <laughs> i don't know i, don't know shit I just Fuck host man. this show 206 episodes um, i don't know shit you don't know if it's even 206 know. episodes i don't even know uh, that but look I, I think that there are a couple shows that could benefit from you know going out there and trying to get themselves saved i don't think chuck should be saved but i think it should try i mean listen you paychecks, paycheck, baby. Paycheck, paycheck. Um, I, I, Harry's so Law I is on the bubble. I mean, those are both Warner Brothers shows, which I think should also tell you something. Um,
4: I like Harry's Law just because yeah. it takes place in my hometown. It totally. Listen, party.
3: I'm glad Fringe got renewed. I think that's great. I think um, it's a show that absolutely deserves it because, unlike Chuck, they've built a real depth of story there. You know, there are characters there that like you, you know, you fall in love with because they're just so clever. Chuck <laughs> has kind of become almost a bad xerox of itself the great thing about chuck the first season was his self-doubt was his silliness his precariousness and you know turning him into a real agent while is a great way to end it and makes perfect sense if you're doing a british structure to a tv show where you're going to definitively end something instead we get sort of you know all right well it's sort of muddled into this instead and now we've got morgan who's taking the place of chuck as the like bumbling agent but you know we got you know, uh, Linda What's-Her-Name as the mom, who's not very Linda good. Hamilton? Linda Hamilton. And Scott Bakula can't come back, even though he was funny. Like, I think that the show has tried, you know, instead of a, a great sort of, uh, here's, here's a little business advice for everybody here at Geekscape. If you have a list of 100 good ideas, the best way to pursue that is to take the top three and do those until they're done and solid and perfect. Chuck sort of started that way and ended up mitigating into this, like, well, we're going to do 20 things and we're going to sort of do them half-assed mm. and we're just going to sort of see what sticks. But while we're seeing what sticks, we're going to throw another 20 against the wall and see what happens. And I really feel like that, you know, Chuck jumped the shark, especially not even this season, but kind of last season where there was the whole losing the intersect, gaining the intersect. You had Brandon Routh coming on. Like, there was a whole, like, I actually, I think actually ending it with the final fight with Brandon Routh would have been perfect, mm-hmm. where Chuck gets the watch back. He gets, you know, he saves the day and then... We're done with Chuck. Now he's a full-fledged agent. He's gonna go live his life and everybody lives happily ever he after. He can get a movie career now. Exactly. Right? <laughs> we can have a Chuck movie. Chuck movie would be a perfect transition from that. And you, uh, you have, uh, who, who's the guy
2: who played Bond? Um, Timothy, Dal- Timot- Timot- Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Timothy Dalton. Thank he's me. in yes. the show yeah, yeah. now.
3: And... Well, I and mean, he's, man could read the dictionary yeah. and watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, between doing Chuck, his, you know, at the end of David Tennant's run on Doctor Who, I mean, you can literally put the man in pretty much any character or multiple personality character. And he just rocks it. So, you know, in that regard, that was a good move on their part. But some of the casting has been kind of... I mean, it was fun to see, like, Summer Glau. It was fun to see Isaiah Mustafa. But, like, there's there's nothing longevity... There's no longevity there, so there's yet, nothing to do there.
4: I have yet to see a payoff on the show where I feel satisfied. I like they, they Not, not all, in recent seasons. They, 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 they lay out these great stories, like, Oh, where's it going to go? Where's it going to go? Great setup. And then they're like... It's over. On yeah, they, they yeah exactly. Yeah. The
3: yeah. The Volkov, you know, the Volkov yeah, industry is like well, like, you know, you've gone from and this is another like, you know, as a as a semi-professional storyteller, you can speak to this better. You got, you know, it's all right. yeah, it's okay. I say semi because I, I don't teach on do the do side. That kind of, That's true. <laughs> um, I think of, you know, the whole concept in the beginning of the show, it's like, well, first there's, you know, Fulcrum, and then there's the Ring. And these are like super ultra top secret, you know, shadow agencies that are trying to take over the world. And then you've got sort of half assed Lex Luthor knockoff with Volkov, you know, Volkov being the just super a secret business deal. guy. Right. Like, like, actually, that's kind of almost a lowering of the yeah. you know, standard, and really a lowering of the standard. He's just a weapons dealer
2: instead yeah. of this organization or this right. shadowy force. Yeah. Well, guys, speaking as a semi-professional, a couple people have been asking me after WonderCon uh, where they can get the Super Action Man book or order it uh, in May. In May, it'll be in previews. You guys will order it. Trust me, we will not let you guys go without being annoyed by how you order the book. I will let you guys know how to order the book. The book's going to be awesome. Last week at WonderCon, it was cool. The artist came out, Ace, who did this book, um, showed some of the stuff to Marvel got himself a tryout so marvel liked the stuff
3: how, how do marvel tryouts work Does he i think
4: do backfill no,
2: I, I, no, no well. I think they give you a storyline yeah, that yeah, you the, have to the way that as i understand
3: out. it um i never say his name right but C. V. Sibolsky. Yes,
2: that's who he had a meeting with
3: oh okay so C. V. cebulski or tom Brevo- i think it was Sibolsky. okay so cebulski put this out on twitter a while ago and the way that artists get tryouts at marvel essentially is you bring a portfolio so you show not only your line art, you know, you're coloring whatever your your proficiency is, but you also show storyboards of different comics mm-hmm. you've drawn out. And what they usually do is they have like two or three set storylines of like here's a four-page, you know, Wolverine Spider-Man story. Exactly, yeah. a Spider-Man story. And they, it's the same script that they give to everybody and they say, "Okay, here's, you know, five-page, you know, five panels a page, four pages total, show me what you can do." And you know, really it's sort of that's their baseline for measuring how artists handle you know, handle a script. So the more conventional ones will do it, you know, they'll box out the five you know, the right. five panels and then they'll sketch it in and try and sort of fill it out that way. You know, other guys, they take five panels and they make that as sort of more five instances within one page without borders. I mean, it gives them the opportunity to normalize what they expect and then see what the artists do with it. So you get this nice little bell curve.
2: So hopefully we, we see him do some kick-ass stuff for How Marvel. How awesome would that be? His first published work, though, anywhere, will be the Super Action Man comic. Which I think is cool. And you know what? If Super Action Man can launch a dude's Marvel career, hey, it's par for the course. It turns out that the organizers of the theatrical experience Thunder From Down Under have actually seen me as Sam and have given me a tryout. But I don't think I can do the Australian accent. That's weird because Uh,
4: they saw me doing my Chris Farley impression and they gave me a try.
2: (laughs) Could you, would you, Uh, would you? I am so sad right now for so many Jason Ellis, Jason (laughs) Ellis. If for some reason I was brought into the thunder from down under the the man the the, the yeah. what is it it's a man cabaret it's a male cabaret show, right wally wally this is like i wally, got season ta- ta- tickets well, it's, it's, it, 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 well all i know is that at ces you disappear for several hours <laughs> and c- in, and came back with like a kangaroo pouch or something from down <laughs> yeah. under but but no no, no you tell me no no, 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 no. <laughs> I I no. I like a banana yeah. a bit yeah. yes you, you came back with a kangaroo pouch oh now the the now as a friend as a friend wanting to support my semi-professionalism
3: yeah. if
2: I was in uh
3: the I would not show up.
2: thunder from down under not at all oh. I would not that I'm, is that is why I love Wally and not and, thou and, and, and you know what <laughs> can you
4: imagine like For trying all. to get people to come out to your show like on Facebook <laughs> hey guys
2: I'm performing in thunder from down under uh, come on down under and Bye. hang out with me I think they have backstage enough. passes I am so I think sad in the face. On the oh I can gosh. keep putting shrimp on this barbie the great thing is I don't really know what I don't means. I don't think I don't think female viewers would come see this hold on we have female viewers here's the thing <laughs> like
4: oh. no we have female viewers just before i turn wait wait wait, guys members.
2: can you can you can you hear that geekscape collective i think i just heard eric diaz on ticketmaster <laughs> <laughs> he is so down for me and thunder from down i can't Under. wait to see he is so down um that's as so, is fushna
4: that's so weird because uh it, it, eric would only go if gilmore was dancing uh,
2: that, that, that is that, that, that is blunder uh, down under um, that is bl- uh, that is the blunder bro. from down under you know what we should we, we should good. actually start a geekscape mail oh. review called the blunder from down under let me tell you something for almost a year now that's your Wal- serious look oh stop God. this for, yes this is my serious look oh, Jesus, almost Jesus. a year now walton has been wanting to do some of geekscape live some kind of theatrical geekscape experience where the audience is right here talking shit to me and I love the idea of immediately interacting with the audience. Trust me, if I could take phone calls during this hour, I would love that. I think the blunder from down under. Right, let me write that down. Let's talk the lawyers. Okay. Well, Blenders. we could also, you know,
3: we do pitch. have a couple of geeks here. Of would you? The yes.
2: Would you dance at the blunder? I would not. Under.
3: Well, what the I fuck? Not. I would. But I'd be, I'd be the bartender. Okay. I'd wear the bow tie. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> shake it up, yeah. yeah. All right, um, the blunder
2: down under. Geekscape you know, here's, here's presents. A
3: side okay. note. Maybe, maybe as a, as a lead into Geek's Geek Live. You know, maybe we should try doing this like just live over YouStream Ustream or something. Well, you know,
4: I gotta say the... Um,
3: I gotta work on my dance moves.
4: The WonderCon episode, that. the Comic-Con episode, the party episode. My, I love these episodes. Whenever we have people in audience, uh, it just, it has a different vibe.
2: It turns into um, Jonathan's stand-up show, just ripping on you, which nobody shit. loves. Nobody loves. Nobody that. loves that. No, I do awful. love it. I do feed off the energy, and I do think yeah. it makes a, a much more fun experience. Since we're
4: talking about it, last week I apologize for the audio issues, but I
2: don't. <laughs> last week's audio issues were really funny. As I start to talk shit on Wally, Wally just goes, "You forget who's in control. <laughs> oh, yeah. I own you, um, motherfucker." I, no,
4: it, 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 it's, it's not that you're ripping on me. You know I, I don't mind that. No, yeah, it's it, when you're going, when, I, actually when I'm ripping like, on you for five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) he's thinking about
2: you like that slow panda gilmore last week he's thinking about you first me second he's good i'm not um talking about comics marvel started up their big uh crossover event fear itself it is captain america and thor heavy which you would expect considering those are the marquee names they're going to be in the marvel films this summer fear itself uh, really is about tony stark wanting to rebuild asgard as part of the, his new Stark initiative to get uh, to create jobs in Broxton, Oklahoma, where Asgard crash-landed into after the end of um, the whole uh, Siege, siege storyline. Yeah. So now he wants to rebuild Asgard. Uh, Thor's father, Odin, is like, why? We could blink and Asgard would be whole again. And Thor's like, no, I take my place with the humans. So Odin smacks him around. He's a good dad. He smacks him around. Yeah. Uh, that's a big problem. Meanwhile, Sin, who is the daughter of the Red Skull, who you've seen a lot in the Captain America books, and has been really fucking awesome in the Captain America books. Yeah. She got totally burned at the end of one of the issues and now has a totally, like, burned Red Skullish face. And in the Fear Itself, issue one she's got about we already have that thor storyline running now we got the captain america ish storyline where sin is going about uh trying to get old artifacts and she finds hey you guessed it a hammer all these old artifacts have to be hammers. she found this artifact that uh puts this like norse demigod into her body and now she's gonna go around start fucking shit up right her first order of business is to reincarnate some old old baddies hopefully she's going after her father And trying to reincarnate the Red Skull. We're going to need him back in a couple months because he's part of the movie. But uh, she starts reincarnating like the Allfather, who is what they call Odin. So who's the real Odin, right? I know that uh, other people who start getting uh, like inhabited by these Norse powers, the Juggernaut is coming up. I don't know if it has... Isn't
3: his power source already kind of mystical? The gem of...
2: something or other Chris or something yeah, like didn't that? They, didn't
4: they retcon it to where he is also a mutant
2: now? I don't know. I thought they retconned it so like hard. It's so hard to know. follow. There Retorack are only 175 mutants, right? <laughs> so they could have retconned him into a mutant and then out of a mutant. Because in the X-Men books, uh, this last issue uh, where Magneto is part of the X-Men and they're trying to spin the PR, there's an earthquake that's going to happen in San Francisco and Magneto actually... Negates the earthquake somewhat by lifting the cars off the street in San Francisco and holding the buildings together and the bridge together. And you see him floating over the Golden Gate Bridge, it. doing all this cool shit. Change the core? The I don't know. Plates. Maybe he did that shit too. Maybe he did that shit too. So it was a slight rub instead yeah, of a crack, I'll be honest. right? At what
3: point does he reach just godhood? Because
2: that's I kind don't know. intense. With Magneto being part of the X-Men, really, like, guys, really, you know, it's gonna not go badly. I like
4: that, badly. that him and Rogue. Are, are, are going to pick up That storyline for a major Apocalypse Where those two Are kind of Yeah Well, well there, they've always had a
2: thing There's that And bit. then For you guys who are fans Of Joss Whedon's run With John Cassidy On the X-Men books The next story arc In Uncanny X-Men Is where they return To Breakworld Which hmm. was the place That uh, Joss Whedon You know what I mean They fired that bullet Towards the Earth uh, Magneto keeps part of the bullet And he's playing with it In this issue And they're going to Return to Breakworld And we'll see if Kitty Pride gets her The ability to make herself uh, physical again Because right now She's just kind of Stuck in like a space suit Because she can't She's ethereal Yeah she's ethereal I don't know I mean the X-Men books Are really good uh, I, I think the X-Men books Are really Really damn good uh, interesting. It, it, but But Marvel's fear itself A lot of standing around I love the promise of Sin Starting to fuck shit up I don't mind that it's Captain American Thor centric There are a lot of The other characters present Hopefully we get An awesome storyline Because you yeah. know I'm going to read Every damn issue
4: I wrote Marvel Fear Itself, and all it is is they're afraid the movies are going to tank.
2: <laughs> Marvel, stock, stockholders, yeah. fear itself,
4: Disney stockholders, well, do fear do you guys itself. ever
3: read um, uh, The Gutters online? It's a webcomic. It's the-gutters.com. It's by the same guys who do LFG Comic and uh, Least I Can Do. And they do, what the idea is that it's one writer who always is writing and he rotates artists, and he's done a couple, I'll have to find them and, and link them on this. Uh, there are a couple of great riffs on like the ridiculousness of Fear Itself and like how Marvel is sort of, it's really transitioning from, it, well it has transitioned rather from a comics producer to such a giant conglomerate media company, mm-hmm. especially with the Disney purchase, that now like all of their stuff is so driven by corporate need that Fear Itself wouldn't probably even be taking place right now if it weren't for the fact that they've got two films coming down the pike. No, it's true. It's a, it's yeah. really Catherine McEnthor centric. Yeah. and. Yeah
2: they're not forgetting the x-men i mean the x-men yeah. are going into this uh what is it called it's like x-men schism where there's now like a civil war within the mutant community there's only 175 mutants i don't know what, like that is like a food fight I like right A food fight <laughs> like, people who can like, lift cars like, like, like it's like marvel saying well we don't really own the x-men film property disney doesn't really own it fox is kind of on their own with his x-men first class we're gonna do something. So the X Men books well, are gonna get their, their own limited. Yeah, they're mean? gonna they're gonna do their own limited uh, crossover
4: called Schism. I saw Schism coming though because uh, it, it the base core of Schism is X Force comes to light again. The yeah, Wolverine kept going with it. Yeah, you can't uh, keep that and shit hidden. When that comes to light, that's when. Yeah,
2: the, 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 I think the, the main imagery is Scott's uh, visor cut in three or yeah. cut in four with three cl- like the th- like three like Wolverines yeah. would, would do. Um, guys, Big if you horror enjoy horror if you enjoy comic books, i got to tell you, the creators of Moriarty were at our booth last weekend at WonderCon, and their artist, um, Anthony, just did a, an amazing piece of original artwork, which can be yours if you order from the Geekscape web store. I, like the Angry Cat, am going to put this original piece of artwork I will, I will show you now into one of the orders for a t-shirt. You will not know who received it, but you should frame this piece of artwork. It is a uh, original um, from the artist. It's Count Cocula. He has a little mini penis for, penises for teeth, uh, and he's yelling, as if you don't know, Count Cocula. There is uh, uh, There are drips, Walton, coming from his, uh, from his fang wangs. Uh, from his fang wangs, are there little drips going on, Walton? Cock teeth. Little like cock, cock teeth. teeth. I like to call them fang wangs. Wang fangs. Wang, wang fangs wang fang is like an old iron man villain um the, yeah Pretty funny yeah a little bit of drippage there but um yeah Concocula can be yours that might keep people from ordering a t-shirt
3: yes yeah, i'm really afraid now to order one
4: what happens if a mom is just ordering a t-shirt for her kid she's well then going she's probably to ordering cut the puss, and she doesn't yeah. get the tr- joke trust,
2: anyway. trust me yeah, tr- yeah <laughs> trust me you trust me she wants the Count Cocula Um There were some kids At the booth last weekend Who came by And saw the Cup the Push shirt And this girl was Maybe 12, 13 And she goes What does it mean? And I was like This shirt is not for you Please do not wear it I cannot be responsible For what happens And Gilmore's Not like, for
7: sale Gilmore's like You want some candy?
2: Gilmore 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 didn't even say anything He just walked up no. threw, He just threw up The batter's mitt Um Guys So sad I'm co-hosting this week <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Nellis? I'm sorry. Uh, guys. He did. Nellis? It's Nellis. Nellis. He That's said Nellis. He said Nellis. He oh, said, said Nellis. Nellis. No, 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 no. The guy wearing the headphones? <laughs> Can't tell what I'm saying. Problem. <laughs> if there are any audio issues during their show, <laughs> yeah. like I'm silent? Please write to. All right. Please write to. What else um, we got? Let's talk video games. Oh, uh, we right. got a chance to see a uh, walkthrough, uh, a little bit of uh, Spider Man Edge of Time, which is the new uh, Activision uh, distributed Spider Man game where. Uh, the Spider-Man from 2099 has some problems going on in his timeline. He goes back to I think uh, like a similarly uh, like a similar alternate universe Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, and says, "Hey, we got to fix things in the Spider-Man timeline, set to save 2099, mm-hmm. and also to save the current timeline, right? There's some problems there well, too."
4: What has happened is a divergent timeline. Divergent has timeline been created. Okay. In this, right. in this timeline, Spider-Man yeah. has a great life. Yeah, he's happy. He people love him. It's like Age like, of X.
2: Yeah, or what Nobody was it? Age of Apocalypse. Age, no, no, no. What oh, was no, no, the no. one with um, the Magneto House of Mutants. House yeah. of Mutants. Yeah. House of M. Thank House you. Of, so House man. of M. House of M. House of. M. And I was trying to get the 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 developers of the thing to tell us like whether or not he's with Mary. Gwen uh, Stacy or, or Mary Jane, they were they were mum on it. They but didn't the, like my questions. But the game, well, I start every question. I, I, what do I, yeah. what do I do when I sit down with a developer or this a movie? Game got titties. So tell me the first question. Tell me this game got titties? Up in this? That doesn't start things off on a good point. But what I've learned as a hardcore journalist, every question afterwards, they definitely want to answer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, please do not bring back that stupidity. Yeah. Um, in this one. So as you're playing as, you're, you, you, it's not even co-op. It's not like somebody's playing no. 2099 and you're playing as amazing. Most
4: disappointing part because there's so many. Yeah. Uh, Amaz-
2: w- yeah, the cause and effect is the whole idea of the game. When you're amazing Spider-Man, like okay, maybe 2099 in his timeline is dealing with some problems like a robot or the tower not having a certain doorway to get to the rest of the, the level. Amazing Spider-Man, you switch to Amazing Spider-Man and you create that doorway or you destroy the manufacturing of that robot that years later will be fighting 2099 in a later incarnation. So uh, they have like this trans time communication going on.
4: It's something to do with
2: the spider Something to do with like a Spider-Sense and so 2099 can say, hey listen, you got to help me out Spidey and Amazing Amazing Spider-Man has to then affect the present so that 2099 can continue to uh fix things in the future and it's a little bit of back to the future style i would have loved to be able to play this game with like wally and say like wally like help me out here and then wally and amazing spider-man does something or maybe i do something in the future that affects the the, like the past or give him some knowledge of the past that helps him it's not like that it's not co-op it's not it doesn't have a it doesn't seem like it has a puzzle element it just switches back and forth and it's
4: very much felt like a brawler.
2: It felt like a little bit of like a brawler, which I think we've played through with uh the, with this one where they turn into venoms. Yeah. What, the one web where of web of, of, of shadows shadow dimensions. dimensions. Yeah. Uh, All that game did was make me want to play Arkham City but that much more.
4: And yeah, I can't wait for and that. And really time.
2: like Arkham City and Arkham Asylum. Well, I we can't speak for Arkham City yet. I can't wait for these Paul Dini scripted comics yeah. to come out cuz I I need my Arkham City fix. But Arkham Asylum was such a perfect experience. Yeah. And I don't think... And I I want to write an article about this, so I won't go further. But um, I think that the uh, the Spider-Man video games can't be reactionary. They can't be a reaction to, oh, you just want more of the same? Or you want us to do the same better? We don't want you to do the same at all. And we don't want the developer to create an Arkham Asylum for Spider-Man because... What works for Batman doesn't work for Spider-Man, okay? And I'll tell you this much, my, my focus and what I would love to see in an amazing Spider-Man game, and I'll, I'll go further in an article, is Peter Parker, right? And I'm not saying play as Peter Parker and run around this and that, although that might be something. Um, in a Batman game, you want to play as Batman. You love Batman. The drama always comes from Batman and his rose gallery, right? His personal life, the dude's filthy rich. He doesn't have a whole lot of problems except loneliness, right? Spider-Man, the drama mainly comes out of his personal life. Yeah. Can I defeat the Green Goblin in time to make it to Mary Jane's recital, or home for dinner, or to save May, uh, save Aunt May? The 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 man in the suit and the man in the street, the interrelate almost yeah. to a point of overly complicating both stories. So an amazing Spider-Man story is always complicated by what's going on in Peter's life, and vice versa. I think that kind of excitement and that kind of stress of having to gauge the two at the same time and keep the plate spinning would be really fun if you could figure out how to do it in a video game. Doesn't that make sense? Well, That
3: almost turns it into an interesting concept of like a brawler with an RPG in that regard. A
2: little bit of an RPG, yeah. a little bit of an adventure puzzle yeah. angle, like, well, like, actually, but maybe to help Spider-Man out, there's something at the Daily Bugle that you need yeah. and only Peter can go through the files or through the lab right. or something. Well, but to, you
3: know, but an interesting concept would be like the BioWare, you know, method of, of conversation mm-hmm. where you have the dialogue wheel that gives you the different options for how are you going to react to this situation. Because the
2: supporting cast is so huge. Absolutely. In, and integrating, in, many integrating of them, that into a Spider-Man Some of fighting them become style. villains. Yeah
3: right you've
2: been playing this Dragon Age 2 speaking of Bioware yeah and how is it because you played through the whole first Dragon yeah, Age I'm so, guessing so did you I do played, the gay
3: elf I, stuff I, t- I did not do the gay elf stuff you should stuff. I, I'm told I should um no I did you know that right there's yeah, like a yeah. sex scene and I love that they put a, uh, like yeah, in, a gay in, sex in, in, scene in Dragon, in Dragon Age, Age and Dragon Age 2 as I, a male character you can sleep with another male I character fucking love that um so I played through Dragon Age, I played through Dragon Age Origin a couple of times as a rogue, as a, actually as all three classes, uh, rogue, mage, and warrior, mostly, I don't think I ever played a dwarf, but it was mostly... Well, you play the shit dwarf. out of the game is what you're telling right, me. I played the fuck out of it. Well, I did the same thing with uh, Mass Effect and Mass Effect 2. I <laughs> love, the Bioware stuff is great. Um, but I have to admit, Dragon Age 2 has been pretty unimpressive to me. I talked to a buddy of mine who's at, uh, who's at PC World and we both had very similar experiences with it, which is we had such high hopes because... Dragon Age, which is such an expansive, um, individualized experience. Um, when you get Dragon Age 2, you can port your choices from Dragon Age 1 in, but it doesn't seem to really affect anything in a meaningful uh, way. Now, like, in Mass Effect 1 and 2, it did it? It did, actually. Okay. In Mass Effect 2... You, you were had, stuck in some things. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, in Mass Effect... If you... If you there's a, there's a great example... Killed off certain people... Well, if you yeah. never engage with certain people, certain things can't happen if you kill off certain people, it actually does snowball into, like, their children coming back and wanting (gasps) to fight you. There's one where... There's a great example of one where, in Mass Effect 1, you meet a guy named Conrad Verner. And he's, like, your biggest fan, and he starts obsessing over your... And then as time goes on. Yeah, right. Um, And as time goes on, and sort of the end of the third act, as you're about to sort of engage in the final battle, he shows up, and he's, like, got this mock armor that looks like yours, and he's become this, like, fanboy to an extreme. And he started, like this anti-alien movement and you can either like calm him down or you can you know like basically punch him in the face yeah. and knock him out if you punch him in the face and knock him out in the second game he comes back and he's become this sort of disheveled ridiculous character who's like who thinks he's helping to save the, the universe mm-hmm. you know even he's though he's become you, a fucked with him, well he's become sort of a Nusance. nuisance almost okay. versus in the first one if you just politely tell him to go away he won't show back up hmm. or he's not supposed to show back up right. there's a little bit of a glitch there but anyway more to the point in Dragon Age 2, when you port these choices in, it affects some like story moments, and it affects who you have a dialogue with at certain times. But beyond that, nothing happens. It doesn't really drive anything in a particular direction that I can see. Having said that, you know, there's also a couple of other faults with the game. The expansiveness of the areas feels pretty limited. The map allows you to warp to places pretty quickly. Is it so. the same map as the other one? You, no, intent. you wanted more or what? Well, I, what I want is is sorry um, in. What I wanted was, I wanted, frankly, the, the real problem I have with it beyond the game engine, which is kind of eh, and you know the graphics, which are fine, but again, kind of eh, there's no commitment to the story in a sense that drives me to want to keep playing it again. Like, I'll play it through again a second time to just, you know, I'll get all the little right. awards and achievements for my Xbox Live account. But the reality is, is that actually I I don't feel driven to want to, like, I play Dragon Age Origins repeatedly because I was driven to find all the little things that, like, I have one playthrough where I, you know, I'm just the nastiest bastard in the world and I just do everything negatively and I still manage to beat the game and save the princess and blah, blah, blah. In Dragon Age, like, pretty much no matter, in Dragon Age 2, rather, no matter what I do, it kind of all ends the same.
2: Oh, so even that mor- the moral choices are just the moral choices, it funnels I mean, you into a place. Well, that's, so like, yeah. dra-
3: like Dragon Age, it's like a level of like who's you know who f- is friendly with you. So right. that's where the meter sort of goes up and down. In Mass Effect, it's Paragon versus Renegade, so right. morally good choices morally versus morally reprehensible choices. In Dragon Age Two, it's friendship versus rivalry, but you can have somebody who's so totally a rival and they're still like your buddy. So oh. It doesn't make any logical sense. Yeah, exactly. So uh, my feeling is that if I'm going to give it a, you know, one out of 10 scale, it's a solid 7. It's just, it's good, but you wanted the 10 I that wanted you the played 10 that yeah. I played before. And they hyped it up and you know, I mean there was all this pre-sale stuff and now they're doing this promotion where you can buy Dragon Age 2 and get a free copy of Mass Effect 2. Okay. And so like now they're trying to bundle things But together. chances are you've
2: already played Mass Effect. Yeah, chances yeah. are at this
3: point if you you know, you Mass you kind of, you know, you kind of jumped the shark on that one. So It's frustrating because you you want it to be better. And I hope with Dragon Age 3 they've learned their lessons. But it's clear it was rushed through production. You know, the art quality hasn't really changed or improved in any noticeable, significant way. Um, Some of the writing is really good. I mean, to to give credit where credit is due, some of the characters are really well written. But, you know, as somebody pointed out on the boards I was reading uh, earlier today, there's no one character that, like, to have a romance with. Like, in the first one, there are characters who are like, oh, obviously, this is, like, the good choice and this is kind of the dangerous choice and this is the one you don't expect. It's like real life. It's like real life, but in all of them, they're, like, just kind of all crappy choices. Right. The one that's sort of the least crappy is the pirate wench. And granted, that's fun, but that's the the least crappy of them. So... You're not even writing. Who are you kidding? Pirate
2: Wench. I'm just thinking of uh, uh, Halloween outfits for Laura. Fantastic. Um, guys, the next. speaking of video games, the next big event we're going to attend as press is E3, which is going to come up in early June. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, we're going to do that. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff. I want to see more software coming out from the Nintendo 3DS. It sounds like Malaise has already kind of set in on that uh, I can't unit. wait to see
4: what you think of uh, Telltale's Jurassic Oh,
2: Telltale's Jurassic Park would be fun Something that has, you can die in that game For the first time in a Telltale game You can die in their Jurassic Park Um, And all this to come on Geekscape We've got a website, geekscape.net Where we have uh, interviews, features, forums, news Everything for you guys Um, We've also got a Facebook group A YouTube channel and a Twitter account Where you can stay informed on what we're up to what the site's up to, and really what you're up to, because this is all um, what you guys make it. You guys submit news, you guys talk on the forums, you guys tell us what you're into, and uh, we try and explore it. So be a part of Geekscape, uh, Geekscape.net. Accepting, accepting
4: writers.
2: If so you guys want to write email. for Geekscape, we'll send you. We'll send you to these uh, these things. You can become the next High Five Hillicker. We'll. You can talk to your favorite creators. Email us. All right. I'm Jonathan at Geekscape.net. We've got Walton at Geekscape.net um and of course our good friend jason ellis you can follow on twitter at jason ellis it's true
4: he he tweeted
3: Uh, i'm gonna try this again (laughs) i had a very love-hate relationship with twitter for some time but i'm gonna give it a shot
2: i'm at jonathan london this is at b2 walton and we are signing off for episode 206 of geekscape we'll see you guys next week with more news reviews and everything that's good in the world of geek right and maybe some that's bad like us and we'll also see you at the live review Blunder Down Under, yeah.